0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. In 2014, GlaxoSmithKline received a uh, fine of nearly uh, $489 million. that was levied by Chinese court for its bribery and corruption in China. The um, case really turned on The complete total and utter failure of the company to manage its corruption program in China. There were uh, numerous examples of payments made to uh, nearly $500 million in payments made to corrupt Chinese officials. So what were the appropriate internal controls? You might think of a company as large as GlaxoSmithKline and one that had gone through the ringer of a prior Department of Justice investigation into charges for off-label marketing and an attendant corporate integrity agreement might have such controls in place. If it was not for the types of bribery, it, it indeed, it is not as if the types of bribery in China were not well known. The nuts and bolts of uh, how bribery occur in China are well known, the systemic problem in foreign pharmaceutical Company issues are certainly a conundrum. It's not a choice there because health ministries, hospital administrators, and doctors demanded it. There was the direct incentives and indirect incentives model, and GlaxoSmithKline did not have controls around either of these. The companies paid out enormous sums in sales expenses, including travel costs and fees for sales meetings, marketing and business development, and other expenses. Most of the large expenses and travel costs and meeting fees were several multiples of the net profits each company company earned each year. It would be reasonable to, to expect that internal controls over gifts would be designated to ensure that all gifts satisfy the corporate requirements uh, under the GSK compliance program. It should fall to a compliance practitioner to finalize and approve the definition of permissible and non-permissible gifts, travel, and entertainment, and internal controls would follow from such definitions or criteria set by the company. These criteria would include the amount of the spend localized down to the increased risk with a higher risk recognized in China. Within this context, I would suggest four specific internal controls. Is the correct level of person approving the payment or the reimbursement for the expense? Are there specific controls and sign-offs that the gift had a proper business purpose? Are the controls regarding gifts sufficient, sufficiently preventative rather than relying on detect controls? And if the controls are not followed, how is the failure detected? Now, moving from the internal controls example, or the failure, rather, of GlaxoSmithKline, I'm going to give you ten questions that you can utilize in the third-party area around internal controls. So, one, do you conduct a regular risk assessment? Because a risk assessment is part of your internal controls. Prior to entering relationship, did management confirm alignment with its business strategy of the third parties, analyze strategic risk, perform risk review reward analysis, and review its ability to adequately oversee and manage the third party on an ongoing basis. Two, can the third party's activities be viewed as predatory, discriminatory, abusive, unfair, or deceptive to any customers in the geographic area it's located? Three. Does the company's compliance system include policies and procedures to help manage third-party relationships, proper internal controls, training, monitoring, auditing procedures to ensure consistent and ongoing compliance? Four, was adequate due diligence performed on the third parties who were signed on to work for the company? This can conclude a wide variety of reviews. Five, are the expectations and obligations the third parties outlined in a written contract prior to entering the relationship. Six, does the board of directors review any material third party relationships or at least a compliance oversight committee? Seven, does the contract outline fees to be paid, reports, audit rights, limited uh, other limitations, dispute resolution and indemnity? Eight did the board or rather did the compliance committee the compliance oversight committee which handles third party third parties review the operational financial performance of the third party on an ongoing basis nine is there a process to verify third parties operations and are they consistent with a written agreement and are the risk controlled going forward and 10 Does management, senior management, allocate sufficiently qualified staff to monitor the third-party relationships going forward? So if you think about that in terms of the five-step process of life cycle management of third parties, do you have a business justification? Was a questionnaire completed? Is there due diligence performed and was that due diligence analyzed and signed off on? Is there a contract in place with the appropriate terms and conditions? And then did you manage ma- manage the relationship after the contract was signed? So within those five steps, you can ask those questions. You can clearly see the failures of GSK. So what are today's three key takeaways? I can't emphasize enough the failure of GlaxoSmithKline in China. It would appear that the complete, total, and utter breakdown of internal controls with no sufficient oversight from the corporate office. Two, do not forget the five-step life cycle of third-party management and how each one of those steps acts as a separate internal control, and then you have sub-internal controls within each step. And finally, do not forget the four key internal controls that I articulated, which are, is the correct level of person approving the payment or reimbursement? Are there specific controls and sign-offs that the gifts, travel, and entertainment have business purpose? Are controls regarding gifts sufficiently preventative rather than relying on detect controls? And four, if controls are not followed, is the failure detect? This is Tom Fox. Thank you very much for listening to day ten of one month to more effective internal controls. And I hope you This is Tom Fox again. Hope you've enjoyed this episode of One Month to Better Internal Controls. If you've listened to this podcast on iTunes, I would greatly appreciate it if you would rate this podcast, as it would help in our rankings. The word out about the only one-month podcast series, which enables you to design, implement, and enhance a better compliance program. Also, if you have any questions, please feel free to contact me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. This is Tom Fox. This production of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a special production of the Compliance Podcast Network. I hope you will join me again tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.